couple portions of scripture starting with the gospel of Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 11 verse 25. I want to talk about Jesus's example of thankfulness. You know, when you follow Jesus' example on anything, you can't go wrong. Uh, when you when you you got a question about something and it's something that Jesus did, you can't you can't mess that up. You know, uh, there's been cer certain situations that have come. Up, I'm just not going to go into this morning. It's not the topic of this message. And I said, you know what? It's always safe to follow Jesus' example. And so Jesus does give us an example of thankfulness, starting with Matthew chapter 11 and verse 25. It says, At that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, Lord, for of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Notice there, him praying. And said, I thank thee, O Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Go with me to the Gospel of Mark. A couple of portions there. Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8 and verse 6. Mark chapter 8 and verse 6. And he commanded the people to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks and break and gave to his disciples to set before them, and they did set them before the people. That's the feeding of the 5,000. And so feeding the people, feeding the multitude there in that scripture, but he gave thanks. Then go with me to Mark chapter 14 and verse 23. And this was at the time of his betrayal, coming up on the eve of his crucifixion, and he says at verse 23, and he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. I want you to notice, he gave thanks. When he had given thanks. So I want to talk about Jesus' example of thankfulness. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we love you this morning. What a privilege it is to be in your house today. And we thank you for your blessings. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for this congregation and way you have blessed. Thank you for us, for those that are joining us in other ways on Facebook, over the internet. God, we thank you for that. And we thank you for the way that you blessed our church this past year. And Lord, as we look at your example of thankfulness, I pray for the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost this morning. Would you give us a freedom and a liberty in this place? And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus' example of thankfulness. Uh, my mother, and uh, if she's happy to be watching, which a lot of times she does, love you, Mom. And, uh, and so if she's watching, she has instilled in me uh, the, the, just 
my mother loves to get thankful thank you cards. My, my mother was taught that. My mother was taught by my grandmother that you did not eat it, you did not wear it, you did not spend it until you acknowledged it with a thank you card. That was my mother. And so she instilled that in me. I'm not always the best at doing that, but I try. So the other day, I got a phone call from Nathan. Nathan worked the election, and after the election, of course, he had several people working under him. He was the leader of that precinct. And he said, Dad, you know what I'm doing? He said, I'm sitting down and writing thank you cards to all the people that helped me uh, in my precinct with the election. He says, I'm cursed. I'm cursed. Between you and Grandma, I'm cursed. And I said, when you get done, you pick up a broom and start sweeping. That was another thing. So I had to call. I had to get off the phone and call my mom. And I said, Mom, we have cursed my son. She's like, what would you say? I said, she's cursed. I said, what? She just didn't understand. He is, he is at work right now. I don't know, on break or something. Writing out thank you cards. And I told him when he was done, he could pick up a broom and start sweeping. That was another one of my mom's isms. And, uh, you know, her, her, her words of wisdom. That, you know, if you don't have anything else to do, pick up a broom and sweep. And so she'll be proud that I shared that. But, you know, Jesus gives us an example of being thankful, of showing appreciation. You know how it is when your kids come to you and they are thankful for something, it makes you want to do more. Doesn't it? When they really take the time and they are grateful for what you've done. If you look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2, one of the signs that Paul says of the last days, he gives a whole list there of signs of the last days. And towards the end, it's people would be unthankful. Folks, we are seeing that. We live in a day when people feel like they are entitled to what they get. I'm entitled. I have a right. I'm entitled to what you've got. I am just entitled to that. And they're not thankful. We are seeing that. It is a sign of the last days that people just feel like, give me, I'm entitled to whatever I get. I'm entitled to what you have. Give it to me. That's just their mentality. You know? Used to be, I guess, I, maybe I've wised up a little bit, but used to be just walking through a door. You know, you walk, you hold a door for a person, and, and you know, if they walk through and don't say thank you, I, I'd say you're welcome. You know, I mean, I just think it's nice to, for you know, out of courtesy, I hope you do that. And it's, somebody holds the door for you. Somebody, I, I had a young lady hold the door for me the other day, and I thought it's so awkward, but I said, thank you for doing that for me. Thank you for holding the door. You know, at work, when they give us stuff or they have a meal for us, I send our plant manager an email saying, thank you for the meal. Thank you for the shirt. Thank you. I, you know, I don't want them to go away saying that nobody thanked me for, you know, for something they'd done. I, I, I'm sure he didn't pay for it, but I wanted somebody to know, hey, I appreciate this. Didn't have to do it, but thank you. I just want if at least somebody, at least the Christian in the group or the preacher in the group said thanks. Doesn't take a whole lot of effort just to know, let them know I, I appreciated it. He took us out to dinner. I got to go in his Tesla. 
until you're impressed. Next Pastor Appreciation Day, that would be a nice suggestion. I mean, I mean, it was something I had done at work, and he wanted to show his appreciation to me. Okay. Yeah, so, no, I mean, I bought the Tesla. And so I got to ride in his Tesla, took us to Chick-fil-A. I said, you really don't have to do that. But you know what? After I rode it, I sent him an email. Thank you for the lunch. It was just, it was his way of appreciating something that I had done. I just felt like I was doing my job. And, uh, and so anyhow, but, you know, I got to ride in his Tesla, and it was fun. But I wanted him to know I appreciated his thoughtfulness towards me. And, you know, Paul said, in everything, give thanks. In everything. That's not always easy to do. It's just meaning it should be so ingrained in us as believers, it should be part of our nature. To be thankful, to be grateful. It should be a daily attitude, not just once a year. It should be every day. We are grateful. There's always something to be thankful for. But I want you to notice a couple things about this Jesus gives us an example of. And the first one is Jesus gives thanks for common things. In the first example, when they had the multitude, hey, there's all these people. I can't send them away. They're hungry. But before he distributed the bread, before he distributed the fish, he stopped and gave thanks. You know, I, I'm just old enough right now, I really don't care. It doesn't bother me in a restaurant for my wife and I to join hands and we thank God for the food. It doesn't bother me. It hasn't bothered me. It doesn't bother me in our break room. I bow my head and thank God for my lunch. I just think, you know, we ought to be thankful for the everyday things. It doesn't bother me. I don't care who sees it. I don't care what they say. I'm going to stop, and I'm going to thank the Lord. And, you know, he's blessed. And God, God blesses us with so many things throughout the day. How many times do we stop and say, thank you? Uh, maybe those times that that deer ran in front of us and we were able to get the car stopped in time, we ought to stop and say, God, thank you. You spared me from hitting those deer and messing up my car. Maybe there are so many times, you know, in this story, this is a miracle. But before he performed the miracle, this is, this is the Son of God stops and says, Father, thank you. And that's why we need to be thankful for just the common things. How many times do we take it for granted? There is always somebody that's less fortunate than we are. And we are blessed with so much in this country. If you got up this morning, you're able to take a hot shower. You're blessed. There's people who don't do that. If you got two cars sitting in your driveway, you are blessed. You got you know what? Compared to a lot of people, if you got one car sitting in your driveway, you are blessed. We are blessed with so we got closets full of food. We got closets full of clothes. We've got so many things. We are so blessed in so many ways. We are so fortunate. We need to give God the thanks for the common things. When you can walk in your house and flip on your light switch, you know what? You're blessed. Got electricity. You've got heat. You know what? We're blessed. We're blessed. So Jesus gave thanks for the common things. You know, the second thing 
we see where he talks about, thank you, Father, for what he revealed, not to the wise, not to the wealthy, but those that were young in Christ, those young believers. And you know what I take it is that he thanked God for ordinary people, ordinary people. You know, I could say easily within this room, and it's not an insult to any one person because I include myself. All of us are pretty ordinary, right? None of us are high government officials. None of us know anybody of real importance. None of us have, you know, none of us are real, have real got high level jobs, security clearances, and, you know, all of that stuff. None of us are really privileged to some kind of government secrets and stuff like that. And maybe it's a blessing we aren't. We live ordinary lives. We work ordinary jobs. Most of our factory workers, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. But you know what? He gave thanks for just the ordinary people. Everyday people. You know, it was at his birth, the angels announced the birth of the Savior to shepherds. Shepherds. They were like the lowest. Anybody could shepherd sheep. The children could take care of sheep. But he chose to announce the birth of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, to shepherds out taking care of their sheep. You know what? He gave thanks for the ordinary. You know, how many times has your life been impacted by just ordinary people? Did you ever stop to think about that? One time, years ago, it was a long time ago. Maybe I should do it again. But I stopped and took the time to write a thank you card to people that touched my life. Just write them a note. See, I want to, it was some, somewhere a former boss that gave me an opportunity. It was uh, maybe a school teacher or somebody that I really looked up to. People that were real heroes in my life, that really, really helped me, real mentors in my life. And I wanted to stop and just say, hey, you know what? I, I thank you for the impact you had in my life. I don't, I don't know whether it meant anything or not, but I appreciated it. I wanted to take the time and say thank you. It was a, a year after the anniversary of having knee surgery. I, I, I slipped a card in the mailbox and thanked the doctor and told him I was getting along good. I wanted to thank him. For, for doing my knee surgery. I stopped at the wellness center to see the physical therapist and the physical therapist assistant, the ones that kept pushing me, that inflicted the pain on me. And I thanked them because, you know what, I'm where I am today with, with my knees and after that surgery because of those people that helped me. I want to know so many times our lives are impacted by just ordinary people. Do they know you appreciate what they do for you? We need to stop and give thanks for them. But then the last one, and I'll close, is that Jesus gave thanks on the evening of his betrayal. He had full knowledge of exactly what was going to take place. It was in the garden that he prayed, Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. But he stopped. And gave thanks. 
When he was with his disciples and he knew, fully knew, he was going to take the bread and it represented his body that was broken. He was going to take the cup, which to the disciples had no clue, but it was going to represent his blood that was going to be shed. And he stopped and he gave thanks. Think about it, folks. The trials that we go through aren't nearly compared to what Jesus faced on the cross. But he stopped and gave thanks. You know, uh, so many times we go through hard times. We really stop and give thanks for it. Hey, Matthew Henry was uh, uh, the writer of a, of a commentary, Matthew Henry's commentary. But after he had been robbed, he wrote this. He said, first, let me be thankful because... I was never robbed before. Well, that's good. Second, because although they took my wallet, they didn't take my life. Third, because they took my all, and it wasn't much. And fourth, because it was I who was robbed, and not I who did the robbing. <laughs> Talk about somebody who'd be able to take a bad situation and turn it around if I have four reasons to be thankful. Last Friday was one of those days where nothing was happening much at work. And, um, and so I, I asked my supervisor, came to my office, I said, boy, you know what, I got a lot. I, I'm thinking I got a lot I can do at home. I've, got, I've just got a list this long. I could, I could really use the day off, and I've got the time. So my supervisor came in, and I said, Brian, what's the chance I could go home early? There's nothing happening here. My coworker could take care of it. And he said, Sure. I'm at, and so, the next chance I got, I'm out the door. Nine o'clock, I'm going home. I got a list of stuff that I can do. I stopped to think, you know what? My car, I hate to admit, you know what? I'm just, for the, for the sake and the fear of being, having you disappointed, I, I'm just almost afraid to, I'm almost ashamed to say this, but my car had been out of inspection since July. <laughs> I said, you know what, on my way home, I'm going to go get that car inspected. Kathy got new tires put on. I'm going to go get the car inspected. I stopped to go get the car inspected. They said, could you be back at 1230? I said, yeah, I'll run down to the church for a while on my way down to the church. I get pulled over by the state trooper. I said, you know what, I got this in the bag. I said to the man, I said, you know what, I just stopped up on the hill. They told me they couldn't get to me till 1230. And so I got an appointment. He said, you can't get it inspected. Your tags are expired, too. <laughs> oh, my tags are expired. Well, I'm, on the, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with the state trooper. I'm on the phone to my wife. Our tags are expired. You take care of this. Why are our tags expired? So now I got to go, what do I do? I go back up to the place where it's almost 1230. I go back up there and I sit there and I'm going to wait and I'm going to see the girl. And I, so he comes out and says, she's on vacation. But you can go back to Romney, the sheriff's department. They can do it. I go to the sheriff's department. I pay the 50 whatever some dollars to get one year's of the, of the ticket of the thing to put on the sticker to put on my license plate. I'm going back up to get it inspected. It passes inspection. And I'm on my way home. We had car trouble. I got the car fixed. So we borrowed Joel's car. 
and Cassandra's car. So I said, Kathy, I said, let's take it back to him so he can take it to work yesterday. I pumped my wife. We've got to top the gas tank off. We've got to top it off. I don't want to take it back to him. And it's empty. So she goes in to pay for it. And I'm out there pumping. And I'm watching it go from $50, $75 in gas. And guess what? It wasn't in the tank. It wasn't in the back seat of the car. It was going out the back. I put $75 worth of gas on their parking lot. $75. I mean, this is all in one day. I should have stayed at work. This day cost me money. You know, this day was expensive. It's $75. I sent her on to Joe. She said, go to Joel and Cassandra's. I stayed and helped spread stuff over a blood, over $75 worth of gas out in their parking lot. You know, and it's like, what are these days? Why didn't I stay at work? In fact, why didn't I just stay in bed? And now you know why you're supposed to But you know something. And there's always something to be thankful for. Hey, at least it wasn't $100 worth of gas. Could have easily been. I took care of her cleaning money that day. I said, at least you got money to pay tithes. I put the rest of it on the parking lot. You know what? At least somebody didn't come by with a cigarette and, 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 and light it all up. You know something? At least I finally got the car inspected and my tags are up to date for another year. You know something? It all worked out. I could be angry, I could be upset, and I could growl and come grumble and complain. But you know what? There's always something to be thankful for. At least I have a car to drive. At least it's running. There's always something to be thankful for. At least I got pulled over for that, and I got a warning instead of a ticket. <laughs> at least I wasn't speeding. At least, you know, there could have been a lot of other things. But you know what? I'm still thankful. Still something to be thankful for. We could be all upset. But I can also look at the good side of it. It all worked out. By the time I laid my head down to sleep that night, I could say, you know what? At least I paid for it. We had the money to pay the $75. Lisa stayed and helped clean it up. Best I could. It was cold out there. But you know what? God's still good. God still blesses. God still meets our needs. God still helps us. He's still faithful. He still I thank God for salvation. Thank God for His Word. Thank God for His Holy Spirit. Thank God for you, our congregation here at Safe Haven Tabernacle. Thank God for the building, the facilities that He has blessed us with. Thank Him for meeting our needs. Uh, God has been so good over this past year. So many things that He's done for us as a family, that He's done for us as a church family. Thank God for so many things. And the list goes on and on and on. We can thank God for the hard times. There's always something we can be thankful for. Sister Cassandra, why don't you come back here?